are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can stream the show live from the station website at radiolex.us. I am broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is November the 2nd, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, this Sunday is Daylight Savings Time. That means you set your clocks back one hour. We are falling back. You spring forward in the spring and you fall back in the fall. It is time to fall back. I hate this time. The days are short as it is. So the fact that we have to look outside at 630 and see darkness, it it, it kills me. But nonetheless, it still is happening this Sunday. Now, I hate coming on the air and talking about death. But folks, it seems like that everybody that we, or at least I grew up watching, is passing away. And I... Hate, I hate to start the show talking about death, but you got to because it's such a big story. And I'm talking about Matthew Perry. When I heard that he passed away, Matthew Perry was the beloved actor who starred as Chandler Bing on on Friends. When I heard that he passed away, it was terrible. You got to think, Matthew Perry, who plays Chandler on Friends, was on your television every single day. At least he was in mine because he's on every channel. Nick at Night, TV Land, uh, he's on every channel that you go to. All of those guys are. So when you see or hear that someone like that has passed away, it stuns you. It really does. It was just very sad because of the impact that he had on so many people. He made countless and millions of people laugh. And to hear that he died is very sad, and especially the way it happened. It says here that Matthew Perry died in an apparent drowning accident at his Los Angeles home last Saturday. A 911 call came in at 4.07 p.m. for a water rescue emergency. Matthew Perry was found in a jacuzzi. It was his own jacuzzi at his home. Some are saying that he had a heart attack. The official cause of his death is still being determined. It's going to take a little bit before they actually find out the actual reason. They may know, but it's just not been released yet. But from what I've been able to gather, he got into his hot tub and he probably had a heart attack in the hot tub. I don't know if you guys have ever sat in a hot tub way too long. You feel kind of weird after so long. Anytime after 10-15 minutes of sitting in a hot tub, it makes you feel weird. There's something to that. You're not just feeling weird just because. It's because it's probably not good on your body to engulf it in hot water, extremely hot temperatures for that long a time, especially if you have heart issues. Now, it is no secret that Matthew Perry, it's well documented that Matthew Perry had struggled with substance abuse in the past. He says, quote, I was taking Taking 55 Vicodins a day. I weighed 128 pounds. I was on Friends getting watched by 30 million people. And that's why I can't watch the show because I was brutally thin. 
30 or 55 Vicodins a day. Think about that. 55 Vicodin a day. Even though he still may be drug-free. He may be alcohol-free. I don't know if he was. I wasn't there. I didn't know Matthew Perry. I wasn't with him every day. But even if you are drug and alcohol-free, if you do that to your body over time, regardless of how long you've stopped the drugs, you've still done the damage to your body. It could have weakened his heart, which could have, in return, just didn't mesh well with getting in a hot tub and made him have a heart attack. And I don't know if he actually died from the heart attack or if he died from the drowning. The heart attack might have killed him, but if it didn't, the drowning certainly did. But nonetheless, it still is very, very, very sad of what happened. Everybody knows Matthew Perry uh, from Friends. That's where he got his big break. Friends, as a matter of fact, was a show that I didn't watch much growing up, but it was always on. He played the circus. Fantastic Chandler Bing, and he was the funniest character on the show. And I tweeted about him when I heard about his death. I said in my tweet, Matthew Perry brought to life the funniest character on Friends. Chandler always had me laughing the most. So sad to hear of his death. Rest in peace. And his role of Chandler Bing earned him a primetime Emmy nomination in 2002. And it should have. He was absolutely hilarious in Friends. But let's talk about the impact of Friends and the impact that Friends has had on society. It was, and still is, a phenomenon. Friends is its own brand. On Friends, Matthew Perry starred alongside Courtney Cox, Matt LeBlanc, David Schwimmer, Jennifer Aniston, and Lisa Kudrow in a comedy about a tight-knit group of friends living in New York City. The group became fixtures of NBC's unparalleled must-see TV lineup, encountering a level of fame rarely seen in television or anywhere else for that matter. Off-screen, the actors became as close as their characters on the show, and famously, they negotiated together to become some of the highest-paid actors on a television series at the time. They made a pact that if one got a raise, they all would have to get a raise. And because they stuck together, they were making a million dollars an episode by the end of the series. And Friends is one of those shows, if you took one person out of the cast, it's not going to be the same. So it was very smart and very innovative for them a long, long time ago to get together and say, hey, if we are going to go ask for more money, we all need to do it together. There's more power in numbers. They are still close to this day in an emotional moment on HBO Max's Friends Reunion special they had in 2021, Matthew Perry said that anytime they run into each other at a party or an event, that's the end of the night. He says, you just stay with that person all night long and that's it. He says, no offense to anybody that you are that you were with before or that you were talking with before. If you run into an old castmate from friends at a party, you're going to stay with them. The cultural impact of that sitcom Friends the, the impact that it had on the world is undeniable. The characters and the stories are still relevant in today's culture, with the show being streamed on a variety of platforms. Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu. Tons of people are able to see it, even if you didn't grow up watching it. And the shows are still relatable. The storylines were very well written, very well thought out. And they were going through things in the 90s that friends still go through today in their 30s. The show has left it has left a lasting 
legacy on the world and has been able to stay in the forefront of popular culture even after its finale aired in 2004. That is almost 20 years ago. The influence of Friends is something that will continue to be seen for years and years and years to come. And its impact on popular culture, hmm, that's an understatement. That is an understatement. Matthew Perry, he did other things beside Friends. He Because of Friends, he landed other movie roles. He was in 1997's Fool's Rush In, Almost Heroes in 1998, and The Whole Nine Yards in the year 2000. While Friends was his best-known TV series, Matthew Perry also starred in Studio 60 on the Sunstretch Strip, Mr. Sunshine, and The Odd Couple. Matthew Perry is survived by his parents and his siblings. No children or no spouse. So everybody's been wondering, what's the Friends cast saying about Matthew Perry's death? None of them has individually chimed in, but a statement has been released for the cast of Friends. It says, in a joint statement provided to CNN last Monday, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, David Schwimmer, and Matt LeBlanc wrote, We are all so utterly devastated by the loss of Matthew. We were more than just castmates. We are a family. There is so much to say, but now we're going to take a moment and just grieve the process of this unfathomable loss. In time, we will have more to say as and when we are able. For now, our thoughts and our love are with the Maddie's family, his friends, and everyone who loved him around the world. So I'm sure as time progresses, you're going to hear more from the Friends cast. They're going to speak on his death. It's going to be weird watching the show knowing that he's dead. But eventually you'll get over the fact that he's dead and you'll still enjoy those episodes. I remember when James Avery died. That's Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince. I was thinking, man, I'm not going to be able to look at Fresh Prince the same. But uh, you do. You eventually accept the fact that they passed and you do get over it. And you start to enjoy the legacy that they did leave. Now, Matthew Perry, who died last Saturday, he wrote this fascinating comment in his book. He's got a memoir out, which is number one in the world today, his memoir. He wrote it back in 2022. It shot back up the charts to number one. And his book, it's talking about his career, talking about his life, talking about his addiction to drugs and how he felt like he had a purpose now because of his fame to help people get off drugs. But he made a very interesting comment that just fascinated me when I read it. When I read this excerpt from his book, he basically said he prayed to be famous. And you've heard about people doing that before. You have not because you ask not. Be careful what you ask the Lord. He just might give it to you. But Matthew Perry talks about being, he talks about getting down on his knees and praying for fame. And he told God, just make me famous. I don't care what else you do to me. I just want to be famous. Take a listen at an excerpt from his book. Now, he talks about it on a Sirius XM satellite radio interview. Take a listen. And then I knelt down and said, God, you can do whatever you want to me. Just please make me famous. And three weeks later, I got friends, and God didn't forget about the first part. <laughs> <of it. laughs> what do I want to do to him? Yeah. <laughs> he said, no matter what, no matter what, just make me famous, and I don't care what else you do to me. So the Lord, it seemed like, answered his prayers. He said three weeks later, he was cast in Friends. 
And then God kept his other part of the bargain, which was everything else that Matthew Perry went through. you got to be really in particular the things you ask the Lord for. If you ask the Lord exactly for what you asked, he might just give it to you, just like he did Matthew Perry. He made him famous, and a lot happened to Matthew Perry after the fame. He got highly addicted to drugs, and a lot of the times when he was addicted on drugs, he was on Friends. He was on Friends. So be careful what you ask the Lord God above. But rest in peace to Matthew Perry's family, and I'm sure we'll hear more from the Friends cast as time progresses. But folks, we do have a great show ahead of you today. Stick with us. You are listening to Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. We will be right back. I'm bouncing off the walls again. Whoa, I'm looking like a fool again. Whoa, through am reputation. One more song for the everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. We were talking on the last segment about the death of Matthew Perry. Very sad to hear about the loss of Matthew Perry. But folks, this was a hard week for a lot of people. A lot of deaths happening this week. A lot of legendary people passing away. Not only did Matthew Perry pass away, but yesterday, unfortunately, Bobby Knight the legendary college basketball coach, is dead at the age of 83. He was notoriously known as the head coach of the University of Indiana, or Indiana University. Bob Knight, he was the sixth winningest coach in Division I men's basketball college history. Without a doubt, top five, top ten, definitely of all time. Now, although Bobby Knight was not for everybody and not everybody liked Bobby Knight, he was certainly his own person. He had three national titles at Indiana. One title was an undefeated season that has since not yet been matched, and that was in 1976. He also has a title in 1981 and 1987. Bobby Knight became the youngest coach at a Division I school in 1965 when he broke into Army at the age of 24, he coached the legendary coach, Coach Krzyzewski, and it was because of Bobby Knight that Coach K got into coaching. He inspired Coach K to take on a coaching job, and it's because of Bobby Knight that we have Coach K. But in 1984, he coached the U.S. Olympic team to a gold medal in Los Angeles, the last American amateur team to claim Olympic gold. Bobby Knight won 20 or more games in 29 seasons, compiling a career record of 902 and 371. Now, Bobby Knight also was the winningest coach in Indiana school history. He has a record of 661 games and reaching the NCAA tournament 24 times in 29 seasons. That's phenomenal. That's the bar. That's setting the bar of what a great coach should do. Knight was eventually forced out of Indiana in the year 2000 for violating a zero-tolerance behavior. Now, they got rid of Bobby Knight simply because he needed to go. Even though he was a fantastic coach, and even though he was a winning coach and he could win, he had to go because of his outburst. He had been having crazy outbursts since 
his time at Indiana since the 70s. And I'm not talking about just screaming on the sidelines. I'm talking about talking down to media in the most disrespectful way you could possibly talk down to the media. Not only the media, but players and staff and administration. He was an equal opportunity employer. He didn't care who he made mad, who he upset. He said what was on his mind. He is known, most one of his most infamous moments was when he threw a chair during a Purdue game. And he had numerous accusations of other conflicts that were never even brought to the media. But that was the one he was known for the most. When he took a chair during the game and he threw it across the court during a college basketball game. He was also known, in one of his other infamous moments, he was also known for apparently choking one of his own players during a practice, and it was recorded. So he was caught in the act doing it. It was a player by the name of Neil Reed. And it was because of that why Bobby Knight eventually got fired. He left Indiana, and he went on to become the basketball coach at Texas Tech in 2001, six months after being fired from Indiana, and he was a winning coach there. He became the Texas Tech coach, which was the 42nd head coach of that school, and he had a winning season every single year. He dressed in his trademark red sweater, and he was just, he still did Bobby Knight things there. He wasn't the same Bobby Knight of old. But he still was a great coach. I The thing that gets me about Bobby Knight was his mouth. He did not care what he said. He did not care who he upset, who he made mad. And I have found a clip that has the best Bobby Knight sound bites. And basically, these are just a top ten of sorts of some of the best sound bites of Bobby Knight. Now, some of these sound bites are not suitable to listen to if you are a child. So, just forewarning. But this just goes to show how inappropriate Bobby Knight was. This just goes to show how indecent Bobby Knight was. And this also just goes to show how Bobby Knight didn't care. Bobby Knight didn't care who he upset, who he hurt, who he made mad. He was going to talk the same way to you as he would to the president of Indiana. The athletic director of Indiana, his assistant coaches, his players, he didn't care. So take a listen to a top 10 list of different sound bites from Bobby Knight. And these are the most crude sound bites that I could come up with. Take a listen. Let me answer that. You know, that is an absolute crock of You know, you people in the news media, all of you uh, dwell on some negative piece of like that and I don't know how Steve feels about it but it just and you don't have to bleep one single word of this I had a friend one time that that said why had uh, why had he become so popular after he became 85 and he said because I outlived all those sons of that didn't like me just remember when you're at a game and you see grass, it's the opposite side of the ball. But if you see hardwood out there, it's the other end of the floor. Try to help you young guys in this profession you've chosen that's one or two steps above prostitution. 
This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. I can't tell you. If it amazes you, then you don't know anything about basketball. You're, you're uh, uh, illuminating your uh, relative lack of knowledge of the game with a statement like that. Let's just start all this again. Now, I'm not here to argue the thing with you. I'm not going to debate things with you and people from television. You know, you want an answer from me, you get the answer. You don't like an answer, then don't use the program, okay? Probably no motivational device I've ever come across is as good as this. Boy, this is really good. See the see the blood drip out of it? You watch that. See that? Patrick Knight is my all-time favorite Indiana player. How are you gonna say Patrick Knight's your all-time favorite Indiana player when you coached? Isaiah Thomas, what are you doing, man? We only got two people that are going to tell you I'm not going to be here. One is our SID and the other is me. Who the hell told you I wasn't going to be here? I'd like to know. Do you have any idea who it was? Yeah, I do, Coach. Who? I'll point them out to you in a while. They were from Indiana, right? No, they're not. No, weren't from Indiana, and you didn't get it from anybody from Indiana, did you? Could we please No, I'll, do, I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. In my entire adult life, I've never used the expression game face. So I have no idea what it means or what you're supposed to do. <laughs> He's just doing faces. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my So, Bobby Knight, nonetheless, was a colorful character. He was complex in a variety of ways. He was also convicted and charged uh, for hitting a policeman in Puerto Rico. He headbutted an Indiana player, Sharon Wilkerson, while screaming at him on the bench. He was accused of wrapping his hands around a player's neck and allegedly kicking his own son. <laughs> I told you, nobody was off limits. He was also uh, gave a mock uh, whipping to Calbert Chaney, a black Indiana player, during a 1992 practice for the NCAA West Regional, offending several black leaders. Bobby Knight denied any racial connotations and notes that the bullwhip was given to him by the players. He skipped team reunions ever since he was fired from Indiana. He never showed his face on that campus in Bloomington. He even declined to attend his induction into the school's Athletic Hall of Fame in 2009, saying he didn't want his presence to distract from other class members. But, just like life always comes full circle, Bobby Knight did finally return in 2020 and was met with a standing ovation and a roar from the crowd when he attended an Indiana basketball game. So when you think people are never going to return, when you think that you're never going to see somebody darken the doorway again, that's not true. Eventually things take a eventually things come full circle. People wonder sometimes, can Rick Bettino ever come back to Kentucky? Can Rick Bettino ever come to Kentucky after how he treated Kentucky, going to Louisville, flipping the fans off when he showed up at Rupp? Could he ever? Yes. 
he could because time is a heck of a thing. Time heals all wounds. But also something magical about time is it does just make things pass over. It makes things blow over. So it's just one of those things. But Bobby Knight, at the age of 83, he did pass. But folks, we do still have lots more off the cuff with Adam Banks coming at you live. Stick with us. We will be right back. On your gravestone, what would it say under Bob Knight? I think it would simply say uh, he was honest. He did what he thought was right. And he really didn't kiss anybody's ass. I'd be happy with that. And I might put just a little PS on that epitaph that would read like this. And every once in a while, he did think that he was wrong. You're getting better all the time And turning out against one Isn't all that hard to teach Another clever word sets off an unsuspecting hurt And as you step back in the line A march to their feet Now dance, good dance, maybe never Welcome back everybody to Off the Cuff Adam Banks here with you Let's see what's going on on the show thread. We've got people watching from Georgia, North Carolina, say the weather is cold, a little warm now. Donna Simpson says she's watching from Lima, Ohio. Thank you to all those watching from the show thread and wherever you're watching from. I just want to say thank you. It's because of you that there even is a show. And I'm talking to not only those on Facebook, but those on the radio, those listening on the app, those streaming from the website, you guys is the reason there is a show. Thank you. And because of that, I'm going to reward you with off the cuffs, or excuse me, this is Adam's bankable bet. Now, this is a bet that you can place this weekend on sports. Here we go. It is a six-game parlay. I know what you're thinking. Wow, Adam, six games. But listen. It's bankable, folks. It's bankable, which means you can bank on it. Here we go. Here is your bankable bed. UConn plus 36. Taking the spread there. Colorado plus 13.5. Alabama minus 3. The under 71 in the UTS and North Texas game. The under 70.5 in the Georgia Southern Texas State game. The under 71 in the... Or, excuse me, the under 76 and a half on USC and Washington. And that, folks, is Adam's bankable bet, a six game parlay. And there you go. You bet on that, it's bankable. It's a six game parlay. $10 payout will pay $410. Now, in no way am I guaranteeing this win. You will bet at your own risk. However, I did want to always give you guys what I was betting on. But so much in football has been happening. Football has been happening. The World Series has been happening. The NBA started. Sports is at its all-time high right now. It's the best time to be a sports fan. Maybe not the best time to be a Kentucky football fan, but it is a good time to be a sports fan. Kentucky did lose to Tennessee 33-27. They are now 2-3 in the conference. Mark Stoops, 
yet again is two and three, has a losing record at in the SEC. He is two and nine against the Vols. His next game is against Mississippi State this Saturday at seven thirty, and Stoops is currently sitting at five and five against Mississippi State. So if he wants a losing record at Mississippi State, he has to. Just do what he does best, and that's lose. But if he wants to have a winning record against Mississippi State, he's got to go down to Mississippi State and pull out a win. A lot of people love to defend Stoops, regardless of how bad he gets beat or who he gets beat by. I am not going to do that. Regardless of how much you hate it, I'm not. People will say, well, look at... What Stoops has done. He's the winningest coach in Kentucky football history. He's won more games than anybody at Kentucky. Well, when people say stuff like that, it reminds me of the old quote that I love using, which is the old barbershop quote. I always like to say, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, eventually you will get a haircut. Well, if Mark Stoops hangs around UK's program long enough, eventually he's going to have more wins than anybody. What took Mark Stoops... Ten years to do, it only took other coaches seven years to do. Yes, Mark Stoops has won more games than anybody there, but he's been there longer than anybody there. So if you've been there longer than anybody there, shouldn't you have more wins? Shouldn't you have beaten Tennessee more than anybody? Shouldn't you have beaten Florida more than anybody? So I don't understand that logic. If you hang around the barbershop long enough, you'll eventually get a haircut. Well, hell, if you live long enough, you're eventually going to catch everything too. Cancer. Um, uh, diabetes, uh, problems probably with your heart, with your eyesight, with your liver. If you live long enough, if you live to 105, you think nothing's going to happen? No. Just because you think, well, my grandma and grandpa never got cancer, so I must be in a good shape not to get it either. Well, how old was your grandma and grandpa until they died? Were they only in their 60s? They didn't live long enough to get cancer. So, The fact that people say Mark Stoops is one more than this coach, he's one more here at UK doing this, well, of course. He's been there 11 years, and he's still 0-11 against Georgia. He's still 2-3 in the conference. He's still 2-9 against Georgia, or 2-9 against Tennessee. He's still, what, 4-7 against Florida. He's still 0-3 against Ole Miss. the, The records just continue to flood that's poorly with him. So I just, I don't know. we we got to see how he does at Mississippi State. If you remember during my preview of UK's football season, I did say that Kentucky was going to lose that game. I'm still not feeling good about it. I hate the fact that it's away. I hate the fact that our team just doesn't seem to be gelling right now. I'm wanting a win. I'm rooting for a win. I just don't know if we can get it at this point. But, folks, I believe that it is a good time to take Off the Cuff's song of the week break. And how about a little Odie? And this is from Simple Plan, Welcome to My Life. And this is an old, old song. I would say probably back when I was in high school, maybe junior, senior year. So back in the 2000s. I know everybody who's listening to me say an old, old, old is telling me to shut up right now. So I will. So enjoy a little song of the week with Simple Plan, Welcome to My Life. We will be back after the song. Welcome to my life. 
songs from back in that day just have a certain sound to it. You can always tell what decade a song comes from most of the time, and you could definitely tell that this song, just with the way the beat is and the way the, the singing is, you can tell it's from the 2000s. But... Folks, the World Series is over. If you didn't have enough time to get your feet wet with it, it's because it is done. We'd have a new World Series 2023 champ, and that is the Texas Rangers. It was a best-of-seven uh, playoff series. Is That's what it at least intended to be. And it was against the American League champion Texas Rangers and the National League champions, the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the series began on October the 27th. The Texas Rangers have had some home field advantages in the series over the Diamondbacks due to their better regular season record. Well, in Game 1, the Texas Rangers won. In Game 2, the Arizona Diamondbacks won. And in Game 3 and Game 4 and Game 5... The Texas Rangers won three times in a row there, which made them the World Series champions. First time ever for the Texas Rangers that they have won a World Series. I'm still waiting for the Cincinnati Reds to do it. In my lifetime, they've won, but I was so small and young, I don't even remember it. It was in 1990. I'm ready for a current up-to-date World Series with the Reds. I hate every other baseball team. I don't care who it is, if you're the Yankees, if you're the Dodgers, if you're the Braves. I don't care who you are. I hate every baseball team besides the Reds. That's just me. But congratulations to the Texas Rangers for their first ever World Series. Here are some World Series facts for your day, folks. The first World Series took place in 1903. The New York Yankees hold the record for the most World Series championships. The longest World Series game in history lasted 18 innings. The Chicago Cubs ended their 108-year championship drought in the 2016 World Series. But don't you remember Back to the Future predicted that the Chicago Cubs was going to win in 2016? They probably said that because it was so far-fetched for it to happen. Happen. But the fact that it came true is crazy. Babe Ruth has the most home runs in World Series history. The 1975 World Series is famously known for Carlton Fisk's Fisk Wave. The World Series has been canceled twice due to war. The first night game in World Series history was played in 1971. Jackie Robinson became the first African-American to play in the World Series. The highest-paid World Series MVP received a new Chevy Corvette as a prize, and that went to Bobby Richardson of the New York Yankees. The World Series trophy was renamed to honor Commissioner Bowie Kunn. The 1918 World Series featured the only triple play in World Series history. The 1989 World Series was interrupted by an earthquake. And then the World Series record for the most strikeouts in a single game is 17. And the following six teams have never won a World Series. Seattle Marners, Colorado Rockies, Milwaukee Brewers, Tampa Bay Rays, San Diego Padres, and until yesterday, the Texas Rangers. But you can now mark them off the list, so there is now only five teams that have never won a World Series. Baseball is over. No more betting on baseball. No more watching baseball. That puts a bow on the baseball season. All right, folks, we're still going to take one more break because we do have one more segment to go. Stick with us. We will be right back.
everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Last segment of the hour. Off the Cuff's quote of the week is from an unknown author. And the quote of the week is this. Be authentic as pretending to be someone else will only hinder your personal growth. I love that quote because... If you are being someone else to please someone else, you're only hindering your personal growth. If you are pretending to be someone you're not, liking the things somebody else does, pretending to like scary movies, for instance, when you don't really like scary movies, it only hinders your personal growth. And we all should have a goal to grow in this life. We shouldn't be the same person at 45 than we were at 25. We shouldn't be the same person at 60 than we were at 40. We should be changing regardless of what happens. Now, a lot of people on the show thread says they love the show, but they hate it when I talk politics. So you're going to hate this. But here in Kentucky, we do have an election coming up. As a matter of fact, the polls will open on November the 7th. That's this Tuesday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And you Kentuckians can vote for the governor's election. The governor's election will be this year on election day. So what I wanted to do for those who are going out to the polls this Tuesday and they are at a loss on who to vote for, I have collected all of the major issues that most Kentuckians are wondering about, and I will tell you where each governor stands on each issue. And we will start with Abortion. Andy Bashir is for legalizing it here in Kentucky, and Daniel Cameron is for making it illegal here. For climate, should climate change be a top priority? Andy Bashir says that he is mixed on it. He believes that climate change is real, and he believes that it is causing more severe weather. Daniel Cameron simply says no. He does not think that climate change should be a top priority. COVID-19. Andy Bashir, of course, opposed the Kentucky grand jury decision not to charge officers in... Well, let's see here. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, COVID-19. Uh, the question was asked... Does the government support action to counter the spread of COVID? Andy Bashir says yes, because remember, Andy Bashir declared a state of emergency closing all but life-sustaining businesses. He says when it came to COVID, it was about life versus death. Daniel Cameron says no, he will not support government action to counter the spread of COVID. Because if you remember, he filed a challenge to Biden's vaccine mandates. So if something like that happened again with Daniel Cameron in office instead of Andy Bashir, it would have it would have looked a lot differently. I don't think our churches would have been shut down. I don't think our businesses would have been shut down as much as what they were with Andy Bashir in office. But, then again, who knows how he would have reacted when faced with that challenge. No governor had to experience something like that before. A national pandemic? That was never heard of. Never heard of. Okay, as far as crime, uh, locking down on crime, making it more of a... Uh, making it more of a strict... Andy Bashir is not about making it as strict. He's opposed the Kentucky grand jury decision not to charge officers in the shooting of Breonna Taylor. Daniel Cameron uh, thinks that um, 
the cops were criminals, not or were victims, not criminals. And he thinks that he that crime shouldn't be as stiff with people in the state, with cops. Criminal justice, how to ensure effectiveness and fairness in law enforcement. I mean, that's I think that you have to have a strict law enforcement in your state. Uh, here's some more here. Gun laws, gun laws. Uh, Andy Bashir is for uh, de- increasing restrictive gun regulation. Daniel Cameron is to roll back restrictive gun regulation. Health care. Andy Bashir is uh, for halting support, supporting a work requirement for obtaining Medicaid. And Daniel Cameron is for not requiring a requirement for Medicaid. Or he is requiring a Medicaid work requirement. Labor. Make it easier or harder for unions to organize. Andy Bashir says easier. Daniel Cameron says make it harder. LGBTQ rights. Limit or expand LGBTQ rights. Andy Bashir is for expanding LGBTQ rights. And Daniel Cameron is for limiting them. Marijuana. Ban or legal. Andy Bashir is for legalizing it. Daniel Cameron is mixed. He's un- it's unclear. We don't really know what he wants to do. Minimum wage. Andy Bashir is in support of the state minimum of raising the state minimum wage of seven twenty five per hour to fifteen dollars per hour. Daniel Cameron has no position on that. He doesn't care one way or the other. I think that's something very important. Student financial aid. Are you in support of lowering interest on student loans or forgiving them? Andy Bashir says partly. And Daniel Cameron says no. <laughs> He's not for forgiving student loans. Voting rules. Tighten or ease voting rules. Andy Bashir is for easing voting uh, rules. He signed an order restoring voting rights to nonviolent ex-felons who have completed their sentences. And Daniel Cameron is for tightening them. He sees voter fraud as a major problem in the state. And he formed a ballot integrity task force to investigate and deter voter fraud and to create an election fraud hotline. So that's just some major things that each candidate is standing for. It's important to do your own research. Don't just vote for somebody just because they are affiliated with your party. Get to know people based on your own merit and vote vote on who you think would be the best candidate. I will proudly vote for a Democrat, even though I am a registered Republican. A lot of people probably don't know that I voted. Uh, well, a lot of people probably don't know that I'm going to vote for Andy Bashir. Yes, I'm a public figure. I don't care to tell you who I'm going to vote for. Andy Bashir. am I a Republican? Yes. Do I think Andy Bashir is a good governor? Yes. Do I think he will be a great governor for the next four years? Yes. Do I think Daniel Cameron would be a good governor? No. No. Is he a Republican? Yes. Am I going to vote for him? No. And a lot of people need to act the same way. Don't just vote straight ticket. Don't vote straight Republican. Don't vote straight Democrat. Vote for the best candidate. Now, nine times out of ten, the Republican candidate is the best candidate. However, not this year in the governor's election. And there's been times before when I've not voted Republican. And that's a whole other show to tell you the Democrats that I have voted for in my life. I have never, for that matter, voted for a Democratic candidate for president. 
not because I didn't or I loved Republican candidates. It's because the Democrats did a very poor job, especially last time, selecting a candidate to run for president. Joe Biden, are you kidding me? And his work speaks for itself. But Election Day, it's so important. As an American, as an American, it is not your right. It is your duty. Go out. Vote, folks. It is very important. If you want to make a change in the world, you start by voting. That's a great way to make a change in your community. But, folks, that's about all we've got this week right here on Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. If you liked what you heard today, you'll probably like our previous episodes. We post all episodes on podcast. Which means you can find the show on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcast, or wherever major podcasts are streamed. You can follow the show on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. You can follow me, the host, on social media at The Adam Banks. We release new episodes every Thursday right here on WLXU 93.9 FM from 4 to 5, which means we will be back same time, same place. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll catch you down the road.